Yeah, hi, good morning, everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News in a nutshell for you Friday morning. It's the 10th of March, 2023. Daniel Pedgrew in the chair. We are broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast, 1300 01 1170, our open line number. You can text 0457 736 736 or before breakfast with Vossie and Brandy for the final time this week from 6am, our Queensland listeners, you'll get the first hour of Vossi and Brandy and then Patton Hills along at 6am local time for you. Big show for us today as well over the course of the next hour. Chris Perkins will join me from America, talk all things American sport and also a bit of Australian sport as well. Australia in the baseball yesterday. He was watching it eagerly. So we'll talk about that. Charlie Goodsir will join me in the studio in about half an hour. We'll preview the rest of round two after last night's win by the Panthers. We'll get to that in just a second. Plus, all your calls and texts, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy our open line number. Or you can text 0457-736-736. The Hot Topic, thanks to Reem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a ring. Built tough for Aussie conditions. Ask your plumber for Australia's favourite and install a ring. So round two underway last night with the Panthers getting a win. Uh, close in the end, but they did enough. 16 points to 10 over the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Uh, um, it was a hard one to tip leading into the game, wasn't it? We weren't sure which way we were going to go. I actually tipped South, so I thought... Maybe there was a bit of, uh, I don't know, pressure on Penrith, but uh, they responded. They led 16-0 at one point in the game before South got a couple of late tries and then almost got a chance to get it back to 16-14 uh, with Alex Johnson close, but not close enough in the dying seconds of the game. But a good win by the Penrith Panthers. If you missed any of it, this is how it played out last night on SEN. the bomb again for Cleary and he just gets it inch perfect. This time for Thompson they bat the ball back. Now it sits up for Big Leota. Back to Fisher-Harris. Fisher-Harris flick pass away. Here's Kenny. Long ball. Now to Crichton. Crichton for the corner. Yes! Stephen Crichton plants the ball down and Penrith Prowl. Four points to nil and a kick to come but that was strategy. Yo, flat ball to Garner. Garner went straight through like a bullet. He looked out the back with his eyes, yo, but his hands were at the front. And Garner said, kick out who? This is what kick out does. I can do it too. He scores the try. Panthers eight points to nil. It's right next to the sticks. It's about to be ten. Well, that was just brilliant. Nathan's not allowed to kick yet. The the referee's standing there waiting for try to be confirmed. There we go. Oh, here we go. Have a look. He only just gets it down. Like It looks really close. Oh, did he oh, lose the ball? Lose control. Wow. At this point now, his hands come away from the ball. Wow. And he's lost possession. Wow. Latrell, which is a knock-on. Wow. Great effort. Latrell Mitchell. That was a big moment, Latrell. Great tackle. Play on. Said the referee, Luai. He's in the backfield. Luai puts a kick through. Luai puts a oh! kick through for Tungor. Tungor <laughs> picks it up. Oh, Luai. Luai, Luai, brilliant. Put the kick through right on half-time. Wow. And Tunglaw caps off a brilliant try for Penrith. South Sydney are under more pressure than my belt buckle. Here come the <laughs> Penrith Panthers, Leota. They're a metre out, but it was great defence there from South Sydney. They are somehow clinging on. Ball goes back to Sony Luke. Fires it across to the right. Cleary out the back away to Crichton. Crichton found To'o. Brian To'o scores in the corner. 
And the Panthers go 16-0 and a kick to come. He's taking play onto the referee. Here's Latrell Mitchell. Now Walker. Walker to Alex Johnson. There's his try at Penrith. He'd never scored a try at Penrith before that moment. Alex Johnson scores the try. So Nathan maybe stay on the field for the time being. Latrell moves in. Off the left boot. And now... Aren't they loving that? Aren't they loving that? The little windscreen crack comment throughout the week. They boot him. He missed it. Razzle-dazzle. Oh. Latrell Mitchell. Isaiah Tass put the kick through. Here's the race. Edwards Tass. Oh. oh, Tass has scored one of the great tries. Latrell Mitchell set it up and Tass finished it off beautifully. Edwards had the lead and Tass has scored a remarkable try. And Timmy Manor, they've got 90 seconds to try and win the match. Off the left boot, strikes it, and he's nailed it. Absolutely nailed it, Latrell Mitchell. A minute five remaining here at Penrith. 16 points to 10, the Panthers lead the Bunnies. 12 seconds remaining, they've got to do something here. The South City Rabbitohs, short side, it comes oh. away, and they make a great tackle. No, play on to Grant Atkins. Now to Cook. Cook gets a pass away to Taff. Taff passes to Cheekham. Cheekham beat one, got away from another one. Grubbery kick. This time Edwards leads the race. This time they finally put it to bed. But how on earth did South Sydney find themselves alive on the last play of the game? Yeah, Penrith get the win. Uh, however, South Sydney gave them a bit of a test towards the end of the match. So Penrith bounced back. Do you think Penrith are back? And where do you put South Sydney now? Win over the Cronulla Sharks last weekend, and the Sharks were missing Nico Hines. And then a loss just to the Penrith Panthers. They were trailing 16-0, fought back late in the last 20 minutes, but not good enough. So the Panthers bounce back after that loss to the Brisbane Broncos last weekend. South Sydney, uh, they will rebuild and have a big clash against the Roosters at Allianz Stadium next Friday night. And we remember what happened the last time those two clubs met. Uh, so your thoughts on the game itself, 0457 736 736 or open line number to have you say 1300 01 1170. Really the first chance to have you say on this Friday morning. Um, now to an off-field issue, uh, a horrible off-field issue that came out of that game last night in the Panthers' victory over the South Sydney Rabbitohs. So a fan has been removed or was removed from the stadium last night after allegedly making a racial slur against South Sydney star Latrell Mitchell. Um, so let's have a listen firstly to coach Jason Demetrio, the South Sydney coach. He had uh, he was in the press conference after the game yesterday or last night and he had some things to say about this situation. It's not the first time we've come here as a club and our players have been racially abused. Like, where does it end? It's just not on. Now, I shouldn't have to be able to come here as a coach and lead a team of players in here to be racially abused. It's not what our, part, our game's about and we have to stamp it out completely. NRL clubs, they have to get rid of it. I'm, I'm life bans. Anyone wants to make racial abuse, and get, get them out of the game. We don't want their support. It's got to end. Well, he's, he's sick of it. Like, why, why wouldn't he be? Well, he should be able to come here as a star of our game and not be racially abused. Who cares what colour he is? It's just not on. I don't understand how that happens in our, in our day and age. I, just can't, I can't get my head around how a young kid thinks that that's a, a, the language to be using. I care what jersey he's wearing. Get him out of our game. Yeah, so the incident, completely agree. The incident happened at half time. Uh, I won't even mention what he was called. Uh, not even worth it. Uh, it was uh, 
revealed that Mitchell and several teammates heard the alleged slur slur before making an official complaint. Security removed the fan during the halftime break and police immediately launched an investigation. Uh, They're reviewing video footage and were seen questioning people in the area where the incident is alleged to have occurred. The NRL is aware of the incident as well and will review the CCTV footage this morning. Uh, Andrew Abdo uh, vowed to investigate the matter. Any form of racism will not be tolerated in our sport. We will not uh, accept this behaviour from anyone. We are working with the stadium and the club to get all the facts. The Integrity Union will investigate fully. We will stand behind our players and commend them for calling out this behaviour. Uh, Latrell was interviewed by Channel 9 after the game, uh, but he wasn't asked about that incident, and it sounds like he asked uh, Channel 9 not to be asked about that um, incident. Uh, now, this person was uh, taken out of the game uh, last night, and to be perfectly honest, if it is true, and it is all alleged at the moment, but if uh, the allegation does turn out to be true, well, I don't think he should ever be allowed back into a football game, ever. Uh, look, I go to a lot of football games, and I sit in very focal um, parts of the ground at, at points in time, um, and there's a lot of, and look, anyone that has been to a rugby league game, anyone that's been to a sports fan, uh, sports game, there's a lot of passionate people there, there's a lot of language used that you probably wouldn't use elsewhere. But that is just never acceptable. Um, Yes, people get stuck into players for whatever reason um, during the 80 minutes. But to hear that sort of language in this day and age, as the South coach Jason Dimitri said, it's just not on. It's awful. Um, We know this happened uh, before at Blue Bet Stadium, five years after former South Sydney superstar Greg Inglis was the victim of an alleged racial slur during the game. Two people were given indefinite bans in 2018. So this person uh, last night uh, that made this alleged slur, a teenager was taken from the ground and the NRL and the police will investigate the matter more. Uh, There's a text here from Chris, and I didn't ask for text about this, but you're more than uh, welcome to send text through 0457 736 736. And he sums it up very well. Dan, I hate South Sydney and I dislike Latrell Mitchell but nobody deserves to be racially vilified. I hope they get a life ban. That from Chris. And that really does sum it up, doesn't it? Good text, Chris. You can not like a club or you can be very passionate about your club, as a lot of people are, um, but you don't go over that line. And how anyone thinks in 2023 you can still do that is beyond me. Thank you for the text, Chris. Uh, if You can have your say on it. Uh, if you want, 0457 736 736 or 1300 011170. If it is proved to be true, then surely, as Chris just said, a life ban is in order. So that sort of took the shine away from the game last night, um, and we'll hear more about that. But I thought Jason Demetrio's words were pretty spot on. 1300 01 1170, our open line number. And you can text 0457 736 736 at 11 past 5, 11 past 4 in Queensland. So uh, what was your takeout on the field of last night's game? Were you happy? Do you think Penrith were as convincing as they have been in previous years? And where do you put South Sydney now? Look, there are two of the heavyweights playing last night. And in the end, it was only a six-point ball game. Very close. What do you reckon? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 Just some news coming out of the Broncos. A bit of uh, Lots of news actually coming out of the Broncos yesterday. One story 
involving Ben Eichen. Uh, the other, though, uh, a good one for the Brisbane Broncos, that they have won the battle for Pat Carrigan's signature with the Broncos securing the Queensland Origin star in a $4 million retention coupe. The Broncos have stayed off interest from six NRL rivals, including Melbourne and Canberra, to retain the Brisbane player ahead of the game tonight against the Cowboys at Suncorp Stadium. Uh, so well done to them. Of course, uh, they lost Herbie Farnworth and Tom Flegler, but now Pat Carrigan will be there until the end of 2028 in his quest to be a Broncos a Bronco for life. So a good signing or re-signing for the Brisbane Broncos with Pat Carrigan staying there for another four seasons after this one. Now, before a break, and we speak to Chris Perkins, the cricket, Australia in a commanding position. We spoke to Menas yesterday. He thought Australia would be able to get the win. Well, the stumps on day one, they are four for 255. Who would have saw this coming after the second test? Now, Osman Quadra is not out on 104. Cameron Green not out on 49. Now, Travis Head made 32, Lubbershane only made 3, Steve Smith 38, and Peter Hanscom 17. But in a very good position, Australia 4 for 255 at Stumps on day one. Did you watch any of it? Did you hear any of it over on the, here on the SEN network? Can Australia continue on with it? As I said, commanding position, 4 for 255, Stumps day one. And what a turnaround it would be from that for those first two tests. And... If Australia do go on to win this fourth test match, gee, they must be looking back in particular at the second test, um, and all, but also bits and pieces of the first one, but definitely in particular on the second one. And just thinking um, what could have been. If they could get to two all in the next few days, what could have been? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 11.70. So plenty to talk about on this Friday morning. You take out of last night's game, opening game of round two. Are Penrith back? Were they ever gone? And South Sydney, where do you rate them at the moment ahead of a big clash against the Roosters next week? Uh, the alleged racism slur against Latrell Mitchell. Should this person, if it is found to be true, be banned for life? Chris, uh, one of our texters, thinks he should be. Uh, I agree with him. And the cricket. Can Australia win the fourth test, but do you think they'd be looking back with some regrets after the first couple of tests in India, thinking what could have been? one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or 0457 736 736 plus your predictions for the rest of the weekend in sport. Who is going to shine? It is a big weekend in sport, the rugby league. We've got the supercars, of course. Uh, you're going to hear on SEN up in Newcastle. We've got uh, more of the cricket. We've got uh, football. Plenty to talk about on this Friday morning. So your predictions for the weekend of sports, what's going to be your headline come Monday morning? 0457 736 736. So you can call the open line 1300 01 1170. Coming up in about 10 or so minutes, Charlie Goodsir will join me in the studio. We'll preview another rest of the round of round two of the National Rugby League. A couple of texts there. I'll get to them shortly. 0457 736 736. Open line number to have you say is 1300 01 1170. If you want to jump on the line, have you say on last night's game, Penrith 16 over South Sydney 10. Uh, Penrith back. Were they ever gone? Where do you put South Sydney at the moment? Uh, the alleged racism slur against Latrell Mitchell, if it's proved to be true, do these people that do this deserve a lifetime ban? I, I think, yes, they do. Um, and the cricket, Australia, in a very, very good position. Do you think they'll go on with it? But do you think they'll regret 
what could have been. Now, just before we speak to Chris in America, usually on a Friday we talk football uh, of the round ball variety with John Gallo. Uh, he is either, well, he's not on a flight to Melbourne yet. I know that, but he's very close to jumping on a flight to Melbourne. And we tried to speak to him yesterday, but there were a few technical problems. But because we pay John the big bucks here at Tradies, he did send me through his tips. So very carefully, get your pen and paper out and write these down. So this is the Premier League games throughout the course of the coming weekend. Liverpool won. Bournemouth nearly is going. He's going a nil-all draw between Spurs and Nottingham Forest. Also a nil-all draw between Chelsea and Leicester. He thinks Brighton will beat Leeds 2-0. That would be a bad result for Leeds, wouldn't it? Uh, he thinks Brentford would beat Everton 1-0. Again, those relegation uh, zone places getting very interesting. Uh, Man City to beat Crystal Palace 3-0. Fulham to lose to Arsenal. Arsenal to win 2-0. Uh, Aston Villa 1 to defeat West Ham 0. He thinks Man United will bounce back from that 7-0 defeat against Liverpool to beat Southampton 4-0. That will be a very intriguing match to watch across the weekend, won't it? Very intriguing to see how Man United bounce back uh, from that loss against Liverpool. But there is always that bounce back factor. And then he thinks uh, Newcastle United 2 will defeat Wolves 1. So that was uh, John's tips for the weekend in terms of the wonderful EPL. And we'll have a complete review with John back here on Tuesday morning. But for now, let's do this. Now on Tradies News, it's time to get the latest from the USA. Yeah, 22 past five, 22 past four in Queensland. As I say hello to Chris Perkins, Chris, this is a very special day because it almost marks a year. I mean, we've been speaking a bit longer than a year when I was doing the overnight crowd a few times over the summer. Uh, not the one just gone, the one beforehand. But just looking through my Facebook memories today or yesterday, uh, this is today is a year since uh, this show began. And Chris, you've been a very big part of it. So welcome to our wonderful one year anniversary. And that's probably the only time I'm going to mention it. Good morning to you, Chris. <laughs> good good morning to you. Yeah, it has been a year and you know what a year it's been, you know, personally and you know professionally and getting to do this a couple of times a week. Uh been having a blast doing it. Yeah. Uh, to say the least. Yeah. So, we've... Uh, always enjoy coming on with you and I I hate any time I miss it, and you know, I'll pull myself off a gurney to do my fifteen minutes if I have to. Well, it, I prove it. Yeah, well, if Listers missed it last week, you uh, were on the line uh, from outside of the hospital, I think. So, look, you've proven yourself uh, to be very dedicated to the show. So, I appreciate that, and I appreciate everyone that contributes to the show. Keep getting involved now. Chris, uh, before we get to the American sport, you were keeping a very close eye on the baseball yesterday and a good win for Australia. Yeah, a, a good day for Australian ball and stick games. Mm. With, with, India, with what happened in India, uh, yeah. good start to the fourth test. And, and of course, uh, yesterday up in Tokyo, taking down Korea. Mm. That is, that's a big scalp to take in baseball because – I, I think the I think the KBO their their professional league in South Korea probably the third best league in the world behind of course Major League Baseball here in the U.S. and, and Japan's league but KBO is excellent they've got excellent players and your Aussies took them down eight seven yesterday I watched every pitch of this game that went almost four hours it's a long last match. night over here I say. I stayed up past my my planned bedtime by about 
about an hour and a half watching this, but it was it was such a compelling baseball game and and you know Australia started out great. The pitching was fantastic. Didn't allow a base runner until the fifth inning, and then the wheels came off the canoe. The you know Australia was up to nothing. Looked like they were in control. And then Korea comes back to get a three-run homer, take the lead, extend it out to four to two, get to the seventh inning, and Robbie Glendening, my goodness, this guy uh, played, spent 2022 playing double uh, A ball, playing for the Northwest Arkansas Travelers or Northwest Arkansas Naturals. Uh, in the Texas League, the double-A affiliate of the Kansas City Royals, hit 19 home runs, tacked on six home runs in the ABL season down in Melbourne. And I'll tell you, his home run in the seventh inning, biggest home run of his career, no doubt about it. Gave Australia a 5-4 lead. I'm claiming him as my cousin, Robbie Perkins. (laughs) Three-run homer in the eighth, made it 8-4. Yes, I am claiming him as my long-lost cousin from Australia. Mm -hmm. I doubt it's true, but I'm going to claim him anyway. Well, you could always get get a bomb. Well, he could always get you into Australia, mate. If you are the long-lost cousin, you could be coming (laughs) to Australia anytime soon. They've got China across the course of the weekend. You said to me last night, a very winnable match. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Now, the latest in the news in the world of Barca. Basketball over there, Chris. Yeah, a big story uh, hit last night. Uh, the big, the uh, ACC tournament. It, it's conference championship week. We're about to get into the NCAA tournament. This week, kind of the prelude. The conference championship game or ch- conference championship tournaments are going on. Uh, Syracuse playing in the ACC. They lost last night 77-74 to Wake Forest on a uh, buzzer beaters three-pointer. Uh, and it was announced that their head coach, Jim Beheim will not be returning for the 2023-24 season. He's re- he's leaving Syracuse. He's, his first game as head coach at Syracuse, 1976. Mm. 47 seasons prowling the sidelines uh, of Syracuse University. I grew up watching watching Syracuse basketball. They'd be on, on ESPN a lot in the 80s. Uh, the big Monday games where they have a Big East and then Big 8 doubleheader. I, I loved watching uh, Big East basketball. Syracuse was one of my favorites. So, you know, I've seen Jay, Jim Beheim coaching virtually or the entire my entire life of watching watching sports uh over a thousand wins uh he official coaching record 1015 wins 441 losses did have 101 wins vacated because of uh violations of uh, ncaa rules but still uh, an incredible record uh in terms of, of his coaching career but it's going to look strange next year, you know, looking at the sideline for Syracuse and not seeing Jim Beheim uh, patrolling that sideline, coaching the, the Orange next year. It's going to be a very weird thing to see. Yeah, it is indeed. And the golf is underway. I know Brandy, Greg Alexander, one half of our breakfast show team in Sydney, will have a close eye on it. But what's the latest? Yeah, uh, Players' Championship going on, TPC at Sawgrass, of course, famous for the the island 17th hole, which uh, strikes fear in the heart of any any golfer who has ever swung a golf club. Uh, uh, right now, as the uh, first round uh, is progressing, Chad Ramey just finished his round, shot at 8-under-64, went bogey-free, 
Colin Morikawa, five birdies, and an eagle shoots a 65. Uh, highest Australian right now, Minwoo Lee, uh, finished out his round shooting a four under 68, had, uh, had three bogeys, bogeyed 14, 17, and 18 mm. in his round, but still shot 68. A couple of other Australians came in, in the top 12, Cam Davis and Harrison Endicott, uh, both shot three under 69. Actually, Endicott's still in the course. He is through 15 holes. Uh, playing the front nine right now. He started on the back nine, but he's at three under. Both of them are tied for ninth as the first round progresses in down in Florida. Chris, great job as always. Have a wonderful weekend and very much looking forward to speaking next week when no doubt there'll be more news coming out from America. Have a good weekend, mate. We'll chat then. All right, you too. Uh, Australia, China, yes. 2 p.m. Sydney time tomorrow. Uh, get behind this team. This it's a pretty good Australian baseball team. Get around these guys. We certainly will. And you can give us another update on Tuesday morning. Thanks, mate. Have a good weekend. All right, you too. Chris Perkins on the line from America. He'll join me, as will John Gallo, uh, next Tuesday on the show. Uh, to some of your texts in just a second, I mentioned uh, more news out of the Brisbane Broncos. This one came as a bit of a surprise yesterday that Brisbane Broncos football boss Ben Eichen has reportedly quit his role in the club's recruitment and retention committee. Uh, speculation has been rife that Icon, who rejected suggestions he should be the new CEO of the Queensland Rugby League, would move on from the club. Uh, it reported yesterday that Icon had stepped back from the Broncos panel that looks after the club's retention and recruitment, having had his job title shift from head of football uh, to head of football operations after the departure of football manager Steve Walters. Icon, as we know, joined the Broncos 18 months ago and he was not asked to stand down, but informed Broncos CEO Dave Donaghy of his decision in the preseason. It leaves Donaghy, uh, head coach uh, Kevin Walters, uh, and some other members of the Broncos um, uh, members on the panel, Darren Lockyer uh, and the like. So there you go. No uh, Ben Eichen. He was believed to have played a key role in the club signing a Maroons for Kurt Capewell from the Panthers. Yeah, that one, I think, sort of took everyone uh, by surprise. Back to the text, 0457 This one from Rooster Mars. Good morning, Dan. I rate Sugar Kane. Yeah, just played some of his highlights there. As the most underrated caller in the game. That was a great call last night. Yeah, we're lucky to have Joel as part of the SEN team here. I certainly put him in the top four NRL callers along with uh, Warren Smith, Thirsty Morrow, and Dan Gillane. Uh, thank you, Rooster uh, Mars. Great uh, text. And this one from John, our football man. He sent a text into the show. He goes, morning, Dan. I am currently sitting at Sydney Domestic Airport awaiting my flight. Uh, I hope you're not missing me too much this morning, mate. No, we're not. And he says he had a wonderful night last night with his uh, partner before uh, he goes to Melbourne for a couple of days. I can believe that, John. Absolutely. Thank you. We'll take a break. After this, we'll get stuck into more of your texts and the rest of our round two preview with the great Charlie Goodsir on the other side of this. Yeah, asking your thoughts from last night's game. Where do you rate South Sydney? One win, one loss. So Penrith back. Were they ever gone? Uh, the allegations, the racial allegations um, that were made, a fan uh, said a racial slur against Latrell Mitchell. If found true, should people like this be banned from our game for life? I think so. And the cricket... Um, where do you put it right now? Australia in a very good position, but won't they be regretting what uh, they have been, uh, what they could have been 
after the second test. And a couple of texts, just this one before Charlie Goodsir joins me in the studio. Uh, this is from Dan. Good morning, Dan. I didn't mention it for this, but good morning, Dan. Congratulations on one year, mate, and happy Friday. Yeah, you too. Uh, this show is the perfect uh, morning startup show. Thanks for the morning information and smile that you bring every day. Dan, uh, it's a pleasure. Have been a really, really fun year. Uh, thank you to everyone that's contributed, got involved with the show on the text line, the open line, and, of course, all the guests, and that we plan to continue it for a long time yet. So thank you, uh, Dan. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 One of the main people over the past year to feature on this show is this next man. That's now on Tradies, the NRL preview. So one game done of round two of the National Rugby League. Seven more to come and joining me in the studio to preview it all. This is the second of, what, 31 weeks I mentioned at the end of our segment last week. Charlie, good sir, morning to you. Good morning. Interesting first round just quickly. Great first round. Uh, I think it's one of the first times in a really long time, maybe since I was uh, you know, still in primary school, that I watched pretty much like every single game, at mm. least you know, a little bit of it. Mm. Uh, yeah, absolutely loved it. Uh, the highlight for me was the Dolphins being the Roosters. I'm, I'm sorry, Dan. That's okay. That's all right. It was a great highlight. We'll see if they can make it two from two against the Raiders a little later on this weekend. Uh, so one game done, of course, Penrith and South last night, but two really intriguing games tonight. The six o'clock game that you'll hear on SCN, Parramatta up against the Cronulla Sharks. This is a really good Friday 6pm game. Um, Parramatta lost in Golden Point last weekend to the Melbourne Storm. The Sharks, they were good in the first half. They weren't as good in the second half. And you could tell they were missing Nico Hines. He doesn't play tonight. It's at Parramatta. How do you see this one going? Yeah, really interesting. I, I think the Sharks were the better team of the losers. I, mm. I think I think the Eels squandered a lot of chances. They didn't play as well as mm. they probably should have. I, I thought the Sharks came up against a really red-hot Rabbitohs team. I think they were unbelievably well. And they I think, were very good. And, and I think the 27 to 18 scoreline reflected the game. Mm. I, I think they were in it, but mm. the Rabbitohs were just a little bit better. Mm. Yeah, Nico Hines is a massive out, and now Wade Graham uh, yes, is, is a massive weeks, out yeah. for, for four weeks. So I am going to go the Eels, mm. uh, just because it's at home. Mm. I think, uh, but, but I could easily be wrong, and I'm expecting, you know, it's a real 50-50 game. I just think the Mitch Moses contract saga and look, people say the media is beating it up and it's a real non-story and he's still got a year in his contract, but that's the situation with how you can sign players in the NRL. Mm. They can, if you've got, they've got a year left on the contract, they can start talking with other clubs and until a high profile player like Mitch Moses, who is demanding a lot of money mm. uh, and a lot of years on his contract still isn't signing two weeks into the season it can become a major distraction. So I'm going to go the Eels, but it could go either way. I agree with you. That Mitch Moses thing could be a huge distraction. It's funny to think that one of these teams will be zero from two to start off the season. Mm. I think the Eels as well, but I think it's going to be a really close game. Broncos and Cowboys tonight at 8 p.m. All four Queensland teams won last week. Obviously, that's not going to happen this week. The, Bron <laughs> the Broncos, very good. Morning to our Brisbane list of Queensland listeners. The Broncos, very good last weekend against the Penrith Panthers. That was a huge win for them. The Cowboys' first half was really good. Then Canberra did well to come back in that second half. And then a Chad Townsend field goal secured the game for the Cowboys. This is another really hard one to tip. But based on what I saw last weekend... I thought the Broncos were a little more consistent, and at home, I'm going to tip the Broncos. Yeah, this is another 50-50. Who do you pick? I think 
I'm going to go the Broncos as well. Mm. I don't think the Broncos played brilliantly on on Friday on no. Friday night against the Panthers. I think they played very smart. Mm. I think they stuck to a game plan. They didn't panic at all, especially that first try to Crichton when we said, "Oh, here we go." Mm. You know, same old Panthers, yep. but they stuck to their guns. They were confident in their game plan, and I thought they played really, really well. And mm. I, the reason why I'm tipping them over the Cowboys is because the Cowboys had a really good first half, let that late try in in the first half, and then just couldn't get the run on. And then the try to give Jack to uh, give Jack Wine that try mm. and tie the score. That uh, goal line dropout was one of the worst plays I saw across the weekend. And that really made me question the Cowboys, whether they're at that level of, uh, you know, stringing those wins together. So I'm going to go the Broncos as well. It's funny, I was watching the Cowboys game. I watched the first half and then I just was flicking through the TV and had it on my phone, expecting the Cowboys to run away with it. Um, but you're right, the Raiders fought back well. I just think the Broncos have a little too much for them. But again, like the Parramatta Cronulla game, I wouldn't be surprised to see the result go the other way. Now, tomorrow, three games, three o'clock at Allianz Stadium, going to be warm. Uh, The Roosters take on the Warriors. Warriors beat your Knights last weekend. The Roosters, their second half, and taking nothing away from the Dolphins, but their second half in particular was more than uh, woeful. A few... Now, well, Joey Manu's back in, but now a few missing as well. No Matt Lodge, Victor Radley, there'd have to be a big question mark on him. Do the Roosters hit back their first home game at Allianz Stadium, or do the Warriors make it two from two? You'd have to think the Roosters are going to win. I mean, they were really poor against the Dolphins, and I think they did the NRL a bit of a service mm. um, by losing to the to the inaugural team. I, I just think that... Um, the, their worst is still probably better than the Warriors' best. I, yeah. w- I would have to think, judging just by uh, the, history, the history of the Warriors over the past few seasons. But the Warriors played really well. I think their defense was really impressive, especially when Newcastle were coming and coming hard late. They uh, withstood it and then scored a late try to put it beyond doubt. So I think this will be closer than a lot of people are expecting. I think the Bruces will win simply because they've hoarded all the best players in the NRL. <laughs> Does the heat come into it at all? Going to be warm, 30 degrees? Oh, I wouldn't have thought so. They've, um, you know, what's pre-season for during a summer, yeah. especially where uh, the Roosters train out at Moore Park. They they don't really have any cover. It's smack bang in the middle of concrete around them. So I, I, don't, I don't think it will come that much into play. Uh, but, you know, I suppose I suppose if it is, it's probably going to affect the Warriors, Warriors more. Warriors more so than the Roosters, yeah. I think the Roosters win. I tell you what, if they don't, uh, there'll be a lot of questions asked of that uh, club. We'll see what happens. Now, this game, 5.30, there's a lot of intriguing games on the weekend. This one is one of the biggest. The Dolphins looking to go back-to-back to start off their campaign against the Canberra Raiders. It is at the Dolphins' home ground. Look, the Dolphins very good against the Roosters. The Raiders will mention their second half. Dolphins or Raiders? This is a tough one as well because I think the Raiders, again, like a lot of, like I've said a lot of the time, they punched above their weight. They mm. went eighteen nil down early against the Cowboys and then found a way to come back and mm. almost snatch uh, that game. I think they were the better side for the last thirty minutes of that game mm. um, against the Cowboys. But I'm going to go the Dolphins. Uh, fins up, baby. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm on the bandwagon. I'm on the. Uh, the school bus, you know, because the Dolphins fish, school yep. of fish. Well um, thank you. Uh, I, re- I, I really, <laughs> I really liked what I saw from the Dolphins. I think they looked a bit shaky in that 25 minutes. And then even before uh, Kafusi absolutely smacked Brand Smith, mm. they were looking really good. They were. Like it, I, I think people 
isolate that moment and say that probably changed the course of the game. Hard to argue against that. I think it did. But I think five minutes leading up to it, you could see little signs that they were starting to get on top. And what I loved is that when they got on top, they didn't let it go. Mm. They just maintained that level for the last 50 minutes of that game. So I'm going to go the Dolphins in a close and fiery encounter. Oh, I've told people just to err on the side of caution with the Dolphins. It was great that they won on Sunday. Let's see if they can continue it throughout the season. However, in round two, I think they will. I think they mm. beat Canberra. I think they continue their fairy tale start. But we'll wait and see. This other game, 7.30 tomorrow night, Storm and the Bulldogs. This is another intriguing one. No Ryan Pappenhausen, as we know. No Cam Munster. It is in Melbourne. And I thought the Bulldogs were particularly poor against a very good manly side last weekend. Do you give the Bulldogs a hope to beat Melbourne in Melbourne tomorrow no, night? No. no. I, okay. This one's pretty easy for me. I, th- I think the Storm win, okay. win quite comfortably. I think the Bulldogs were the worst team in round one, particularly mm. for the hype that they had um, entering this season. I thought Matt Burden was really poor. And I love Matt Burden. I'm a massive Burden fan. I just could not understand why he didn't bomb it once, but mm. kick out got a kick. Mm. It was um, weird. That's his strength. And we heard all offseason that he was adding you know, new bows to that bomb. I thought what was really telling was that final pass um, to give Daly Cherry Evans his hat trick. So lazy, mm. just smacked of not really caring. There was no power on it. It just went straight to his hands, and DC was laughing his head off as he scored his third try of the half as well. He scored a hat trick within a half of football. Mm. How often does that happen that a half yeah. scores three in, in 40 minutes? Um, so, yeah, I, I think the Storm still under the best coach of the modern era. Um, so. I'm expecting 13 plus. I think if the Bulldogs are any hope, they need to shut down Harry Grant. They shut down Jerome Hughes, and they're definitely in for a chance to win the game. But I still think the Storm win. Yeah, I think it's easy. Big storyline if the Bulldogs did win, though. Uh, now, Sunday, two matches to finish off round two. 4-0-5. I know you're heading out to this. The West Tigers taking on the Newcastle Knights. Both lost their first weekend last week. The Tigers, they showed little glimpses in that game against uh, the, the Titans last Sunday night. I tell you what, I know the Knights will be under pressure if they lose, but if the Tigers lose their opening two matches, both at Leichhardt Oval, it's going to be worrying times for everyone involved at the Tigers. I think I know who you're going to tip, but why? Uh, this is game of the round. Uh, <laughs> this is so... <laughs> I, like, I, I know that you probably laugh at that, and you know everyone listening may probably laugh at that, but this is such a interesting game. Mm. Leichhardt Oval on a Sunday afternoon, where else would you want to be? I am going Newcastle. Uh, just because I think, despite our loss, mm. I saw some really positive signs. Mm. Um, and I think the confidence that we have with our new spine, I think Lockie Miller looked really good at fullback. I think mm. Kalen Pollard looked comfortable. I, I don't think he looked great, but he looked comfortable at six. I think Hastings is a great signing. He looks, he's just such a really uh, competent player. Mm. So, look, there, there are things that, that I like. I think the Tigers, oh, I, I just... The Tigers of old, you can just see the narrative. You can just see the the Tigers just dropping the ball like they did so many times last week against the Titans. They were really disappointing. I'm hoping that we heap more pain on the Tigers. So, uh, Newcastle, baby. Nothing better than a Sunday afternoon at Leichhardt. I'm going to tip the Tigers. I just have a feeling they'll be able to turn things around. But uh, you'd be very, very nervous if you're a Tigers fan heading into that game at Leichhardt. Oval, the final game, speaking of a team that will be nervous, the St. George Illawarra Dragons, Ben Hunt, came out the other day and said they're not going to win the Wooden Spoon. Up against the Gold Coast Titans, who I thought actually looked pretty good against the West Tigers last Sunday night. Um, 
Dragons, a lot of pressure. In fact, these two teams, you tip the Titans for the wooden spoon. I tip the Dragons for the wooden spoon. These two teams not expected to do much this year. This one, the last game, another intriguing game of round two. That's what I want to hear from my captain of the club. We will not win the wooden spoon. You'd want to hear that from... Rather, well, yeah. r- rather than we will make finals, finals. Yes. we will not yeah. win the wooden spoon. That's our goal. Um, oh, this <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where to tip with this one. Yeah. I think the Titans were really good mm. um, against a pretty bad Tigers team. Mm. Hopefully that same bad Tigers team rolls out on Sunday <laughs> afternoon. Um, yeah, look, I flew the coin. I'll go... I'll go the Dragons just because I need the Titans to lose a few games to fit my wooden spoon narrative. Mm. Um, I am reassessing that wooden spoon prediction after that round one game. I think they're good enough not to win the spoon. Okay. So I'm going to go the Dragons Yep. just because they've had an extra week off. Um, they've had more time to sort of... Uh, prepare. Prepare. Junior Ramon uh, will come yeah. back into that side. Uh, well, he's been named to the squad. I predict he'll be a late in. Mm. Um yeah, <laughs> take your pick. This is a this isn't a great game to finish the round. I think uh, a lot of things. Uh, if Kieran Foran plays, that may change the game. I don't think he'll play. It would be very uh, look the way he went off the field, and there was an article middle of the week saying he was going to be out for four weeks. If he plays, uh, they're definitely a bigger chance. I'm going to tip the Titans, though. I'm going to do what you did most of the year. I just uh, something about the Dragons. I just don't know, but we'll see. We'll I'm, see. A, I'm going to change my tip. I'm also going to do the Titans as well. Okay, perfect, awesome, Charlie. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy Sunday afternoon at Lion Card Oval, and we'll chat again next week. Can't wait. Thank you, Charlie. Good sir, with our NRL preview. Yep, and we do that all for Ken Arts Hire. Ken Arts Hire, make your job easy. Talk to someone who's taken the Ken Oath today. We'll finish off the show with some of your texts next. It's 10 to 6, 10 to 5 in Queensland. Let's finish off with a couple of texts. This uh, one says, Good day, Dan. If these allegations are proved to be true and the accused is found guilty, uh, then start naming the guilty party publicly. Repeat offenders should also get a life ban, depending on what was said. Yep, agree with that. Uh, Yeovil Treeman uh, says, Hi, Dan. Still taking a pretty open mind uh, to team before at least until a month to six weeks into the season. I think if teams can avoid a losing record by round five, they would be generally happy with the season start. And this from the Kingswood Welder, Knights vs Tigers, Battle of the Titans. I'm tipping it will go to Golden Point with both teams still unable to locate the opposition's try line. Thank you, Kingswood Welder. Uh, thank you for all your texts. Uh, Alan Belford-Jones, I won't read yours out, but I hope you're feeling better very soon. Coming up on Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy Isaiah Papalihi, Gareth Hall with some racing tips, David Riccio. Uh, we'll give us all the latest NRL headlines. I'll be back with you 5.30 Monday morning, EPL beforehand. Have a great weekend. Breakfast follows the news.